welcome to Find Your Career Calling podcast, the intern series. So in this special edition, we find out what current students are up to, to find their next step outside of university. So in this episode, I have Sam Akinwumi. Um, he's intern at IBM and currently interning at Google. Uh, hey guys, I'm Sam. Um, I did an internship at IBM in cloud, currently doing another one in Google in cloud. Um, I study chemical engineering at the University of Bath. I'm a freelance photographer, poet, um, and I've just started a social platform for black British uh, poets. It's called The Black Verse. So check it out on theblackverse.co.uk. Awesome. So Sam, um, you are working um, in two of the biggest um, tech firms. I'm sure that our listeners will be so excited to hear about how the application process was like for those internships and kind of overall how you felt during the time that you were interning in those firms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're completely like two completely different companies. Um, IBM is really traditional in its entire approach. They have like a certain way of doing things. They have a, like a CV that you have to kind of type up yourself Um it's got certain like filters on it, so you can't grammatically check it. Doesn't spell check. Uh, whereas Google is more about like actually meeting like face to face and discussing, you know, how you would kind of approach problems, uh, and how you would deal with things that happen in the office. Whereas IBM is more about we don't want to see you. Can you answer these questions? <laughs> and how do you look on paper? Yeah. Um, as an internship, but like, yeah, I mean, there were two like pretty fun processes to kind of go through. So, yeah. And how did you find out about the recru- the recruitment process or the companies in the first place? What what kind of triggered you applying for these companies? Um, I like I like I I studied chemeng, but like I I really want to go into consulting. Um, so I kind of I I knew I needed the the relevant like experience within that kind of business world. Um, so I I went around looking. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think you the only advice i would give someone is you don't always have to know what you want to do Mm -hmm. but you kind of have to be moving towards some sort of destination and kind of be you know because now everyone kind of comes out with a degree Mm -hmm. so it's like what makes you just a little bit different and and for me that's that's my two internships yeah that's that's absolutely brilliant and that leads me to you know the next question which is what made you stand out do you think that that they took you on uh, uh, what made me stand out? See, I, I think what made me stand out is I, I don't have like typical like answers to stuff, so, uh, you know, so 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 sometimes like people, uh, the sort of questions you get like, okay, tell me about the scenario where like you worked in a team, and most people kind of use you know like like normal work settings where they go, oh, so this time when I was working with this person in this team at work, whereas most of the time I just go. Oh yeah, I was designing you know this event for like this poetry event for like a couple of poets, and this is how I kind of had to manage everyone's kind of creative talents and you know people being really lackluster or like uh, you know I play basketball at university, so I'm a point guard. If any of you know what that means, uh, it basically means I kind of control what the pace hap- of the game, the pace yeah. of the game, what kind of happens on the court, how people kind of like interact with each other. And so, yeah, a lot of my answers are kind of to do with, like, just what I do in my normal day life, you know, what I find interesting. So I think that it keeps 
I've noticed that it keeps interviewers a lot a lot more like engaged. Yeah. But it's a lot more like interesting for them to kind of listen to oh, this guy actually seems like a normal human being than just kind of yeah. you know, a specific candidate that everyone tries to be. So I think the magic formula is trying to find a way to kind of intertwine what you're passionate about into the role and kind of like let let your light shine through. <laughs> <laughs> cringe. That's such a cringe, cringe. Thing to say. But I think that is like the magic formula because there's so many people who interview prep yeah. and they have such a formula formulaic answer or whatever. Yeah, formulaic way. No, I just try I think I think the best way is just like I just try to be myself. And so, like all my answers about like like what I do. Like, Have you had some tough when you were when you were interviewing for internships? Kind of like what were the toughest interviewers or interview questions did you get? I that threw you off <laughs> or anything? Is anything? Actually, I've never. I only I only ever had like one question that like threw me off, and it was this. Um, and it was and it was actually my my final interview for IBM. So I'd got through everything, and I was like, I I got this, you know. And I'm like sat like in my house, uh, like. Uh, you know, just chilling, waiting for this like final call, and I get the call, uh, and it, it the the call was meant to last like half an hour. It lasted like ten minutes, uh, and we're going back and forth, and we're talking, um, and this woman on the phone, like Helen, um, who I typed in, was like, you know, Sam. I'm like, yeah, you know, because you're trying to seem really like engaged and really interested, and she's like, um, what what gets you like stressed, uh, and I'm like. Excuse me? And she was like, you know, just, you. Be- just because, like, over the phone, she was like, over the phone, you sound really, like, very chill, very relaxed. So, like, what, what you know, what, what stresses you out? And it threw me because I'm, I'm just a very, like, chilled, very relaxed uh, person. You know, I, I kind of deal with things, you know. As they come. As they come. I don't, like, I don't overwork myself. So I was there, like, um, I was like, I don't, you know what, let me be honest. I don't really think I do, like... I just kind of, you know, I have a way of dealing with things and kind of going, yeah, everything's going to be okay because it has been for so long. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I guess she liked the answer well enough to hire me. So let's just dig a bit deeper on... Um, your internships at IBM at Google. So what sort of things did you get up to in those companies? Um, what was it like to actually enter the corporate environment coming from labs? Uh, wow. Let me answer the second, second question first, actually. Uh, whole, it's, I mean, it's very different. Everyone is so clear-cut and exact with how they approach things. Um, like, I, like I said earlier, like IBM is really traditional and, and Google is a lot more like kind of startup-ish and they kind of adjust to how things come but at the same time like the way they kind of approach problems is are very similar in in a sort of like consultant manner so they're like we need to do this now and here are the next four weeks of the things that we need to do to make this happen um in terms of like the some some of the stuff i i got to up to at ibm um i'm a, I'm a really big person on like you know race issues so uh quite heavily involved in sort of the black kind of uh, like uh, resource group that IBM and kind of put in together, um, you know, talks for like universities. So we held one for King's College where we brought um, some people down and kind of talked to how the entire process of IBM 
like is how do you get in like who do you talk to how do you network properly um but one of the, the, the really really big things i did there was i thought that the conversation about ibm within universities wasn't really being like had mm -hmm. so you know no one really knows about ibm within a university setting people don't talk about them. yeah we don't we don't hear about it exactly. my university so, it feels like something from the 90s you know it, ibm like an ancient company that started the before dot boom and yeah and so and, and so the, and so i remember talking with uh, like a software engineer i was like we should we should do something to fix this and so we we came up with this this idea to teach uh, students how to kind of code and how to use IBM software mm -hmm. so they would get like you know a, like a like a free license and we would hold like classes within their universities and then and teach them how to put things together how to use github you know how to use watson how to integrate all these things um and yeah and the and the idea like we took it to the general manager and he loved it gave us some funding and like it's being launched in october so i'm, I'm gonna be like back there Amazing. kind of holding like this event with like a software engineer uh like a, a guy from hr and like someone else from ix which is all about like uh, like user experience yeah. but just four people just were like yeah let's like put this together and let's yeah. make it happen so um whereas at google i'm working on uh projects that kind of integrate like the two really major parts of google so you know I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of know how Google runs, but, you know, AdWords and newly, like, cloud. So that's pretty much it, but can't can't talk too much about that. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> it's all in the, the, all yeah. the hush hush. It's NBA a lot of fun and, that. and it's a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> okay. So back to the internships. Um, I would like to ask you about the challenges that you faced during your time at these companies. Um... <laughs> I mean, the corporate world has like a lot of like politics, and I think coming from like coming from university, um, and coming from just a very calm kind of household, I wasn't kind of used to that. Mm -hmm. So you have to very quickly learn who you can go to with certain problems. I feel like that's that's something that really catches people yeah. off guard. Like you're nineteen, twenty. You yeah. go into your first real office job and yeah. you don't realise how complicated... How, it's actually a full-time job just trying to navigate yeah, it's kind of, it's, <laughs> office it's, politics. It's, just, it's one of those things that, like, you know, you, you, approach, you approach someone with, like, the best intentions and you yeah. think they have the best intention and you say something and it's like, then they take it the wrong way. And, you know, you're talking about your manager really like oh like he's just not doing this for me yeah and you're like oh okay you know this person can help and really it just you know like 10 minutes later you get like an email from your manager being like we need to talk and you get like dressed down like you can't talk you can't yeah. say that about me in front of people yeah um yeah politics politics is a, is a big one you kind of have to learn very very quickly like how to navigate through that the corporate world in that way and who you can talk to and what you can say you really, really how to yeah. say certain it's things it's really i think you hear about politics especially like you know like comedy shows like the office and yeah. stuff like that but then you don't really understand it until you've lived it oh man it's... you know and you realize how important intent is yeah so yeah i a manager it's actually one of uh, i think one of i would say my biggest flaws and it's something my manager realized um because he, he actually spoke to me about it in a review that we just had like last week and he said you know um 
be whenever you're talking to someone about something be aware of your audience yeah and how your audience is going to perceive something um and so yeah it's something that i'm trying to work on because i kind of approach everyone the same way yeah. i have to say like you know i i just i think open people are naturally open or naturally open social people how yeah do struggle with that i think uh yeah i just that's where being an introvert sometimes helps you know i just you know i just say i say what i want to say and then you know and then i do the consequences later but he was like yeah you know sometimes you don't have to say it you just kind of you know think it and then you, 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 let, it, you, yeah, you let it go just, you just let it go you keep quiet yeah um but also just sometimes just i think one of the biggest thing is i think with like high achievers and, and and people who kind of make it to you know the corporate world you spend all your time searching for perfection mm-hmm. and then when you are kind of in these companies you think you have to be perfect all the time and and, and you don't you know uh if you met like most of the time especially on an internship no one's going to give you something that could bankrupt a company yeah. you know you're working on like a project that helps someone out and it actually can change how an entire like industry or how an entire team operates mm-hmm. and how they approach something but it's like you know if you get it wrong the first time you know it's not going to cost cost the entire company like millions and so learning that you can actually make mistakes and the whole point of the internship is for you to make mistakes and people are kind of watching for you, for you to make mistakes and how do you deal with that um so that yeah that was a that was a big thing and i learned that like you know at IBM just you know that i'm allowed to and i don't have to be perfect constantly yeah. all the time you know every second of the day I, i'm allowed to just kind of chill and uh look at facebook <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've heard about the challenges that you faced and mm-hmm. how you found the corporate world when you first started mm-hmm. i'd like to switch it up and ask you about your favorite things that you did um and whether that be the people you've met any mentors you've had along the way and also like anything that you found that you've been really proud of whether that be you know one of your hobbies or your internships oh okay i mean one of my one of my favorite moments moments um at ibm was i i mean my first kind of month there i wasn't having uh that great of a time and um someone actually approached me um this woman <laughs> i'm not going to say her name on here cuz i don't know <laughs> if she would be that comfortable with me with me doing so um but she and she called she got my number i don't know where she got my number from and she like set like a meeting in my calendar and was like yeah you know let's like let's let's have a call and i go on this call and it's like you know i you know i think you can bring a lot to the table but you know it really hurts me that you're not having like a great time here and she spent the next kind of 10 11 months kind of molding me into I, I, what I am now. I don't know what that is, but mm. into like, you know, someone who approaches things within a certain way and can kind of, you know, have meaningful conversations with like with like general managers and and, and CEOs. Wow. Um That's amazing. How did she get how did she even find out? Was she like stalking you? Yeah, no, I was struggling. Yeah. Based out? Yeah, it was it, amazing. It, so, yeah, it was it was pretty much that. Like someone asked me like straight up like, you know, how do you find in it? I was like this dead <laughs> long i hate this place and she and she just like she just overheard and she was like huh what's going on and and yeah she wow. set it up and was like you know even if, even if you don't want to come back here like we need to fix that that attitude that 
you know, that negativity that you yeah. have towards this place at least. Um, so she, yeah, she mentored me like we, we spoke every three weeks, mentored me, introduced me to a couple of people, but just kind of was like, this is how you phrase things when you want this. Um, this is who you need to talk to. This is how you kind of approach the corporate world in order to get to the next level. Um, and so she was big. And, and my proudest moment was, yeah, like, I mean, I was, I was working at IBM and I had this really cool idea to kind of bring some exposure towards like black poets, um, kind of like a poet myself. I like write, from, you know, a bit, not as much as like some of the poets that like are featured on my page, but I was like, you know what, let's, let's like, let's do this. Um, and I worked alongside my friend Rodney, Rodney, giving him a shout out here. Um, <laughs> great guy. Check out if... His Instagram if, handle. Check out his Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> but but if, if any of you are interested in, in kind of an alternative education towards mental health, check out Alt-Ed, A-L-T-Ed, education. Yeah. Um, but I worked alongside him and, and, and I was like, look, I want to get this kind of up and running with like poets. He put it up on, on, on Twitter. And then, so while I was kind of working at IBM, I kind of toured the country. So I went to like Leeds, Bournemouth, um, you know, Bath, Bristol, Luton, and kind of just all these poets that kind of wanted to be featured and did, did all like all these shoots, recorded them performing. Um, I kind of created like a, a like a platform, as, as like a website where they're like their photography, where my photography is featured, but mostly where their, their poetry is featured. Um, and it's kind of up and running and now like I have my like first like showcase where 11 of them are kind of performing in like three weeks that's kind of up and running but that's kind of like my proudest moment kind of being able to do that and still kind of have a full-time job I think mm. people often get lost in the the, the the heat of just kind of existing yeah. I don't think you should just ever exist I mean in the words of Oscar Wilde the, the you know the hard you know, most people just exist. No one really lives. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to like live life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, if you if you if any of you want to check out the page, it's called theblackverse.co.uk. Um, and you actually started that when on our first week at Google. I remember you were locked. Oh yeah, when well, I launched that, yeah. yeah. Man, that was stress. Oh, <laughs> it was stress. It was hard to promote. Yeah. It was like hard to promote, but um, did you learn a lot along? Like, of, like for me, I find it quite hard to like promote i haven't even started promoting this podcast but yeah how did you did you have to learn like instagram marketing tools or i'm still i'm still like learning really if i'm being honest like um i just i come with an open mind towards this yeah. i like i don't ever think i know everything and i don't ever think i can learn everything by myself so and i know the the best way to learn something is from someone else so um luckily like there's a there's one of the poets that i met is like she's a market I mean, she's not really an intern like she works in like a marketing agency so a lot of the times like literally sitting with her for like an hour yeah and just going and picking her brain and going okay well i want to do this how do i go about doing it like what do i need to put together how often do i need to like release things and and, and yeah so kind of sitting with her and, and, and just learning and i'm learning i'm learning yeah. as i go along and hopefully you know in a year's time we'll I'll go big yeah, we'll go big <laughs> So after um, spending a few months now in, in the tech industry, so you've worked at IBM, um, we're both now at Google. What I've noticed um, relative to my banking work experience as well is the lack of diversity um, in tech industry. So for example, 
I think it took me two weeks. So I'm from the uh, I'm from an Asian background. It took me two weeks to actually find someone who looks like me. You know? <laughs> so as a as a man of color, um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's yeah, there there is a very big problem in diversity, both in IBM and Google. Um, I just think that like because of how the industry moves as a whole most of the time they're so they're really concerned with like being at the top of the game and constantly adjusting to how the industry moves that you know diversity isn't necessarily something they think about um but also i think i remember reading an article about like i'm not sure if it was salesforce or another company but i kind of really like appreciate and i like their approach um, I don't think diversity is something that can be solved by like one or two people, um, which is kind of what a lot of companies have. So, you know, they have someone in HR who's hiring people and they're like, you know what, what you're going to do is you're going to try and hire, a, you know, a diverse group of people or you're going to put, you know, a diverse pipeline to be interviewed. Um, doesn't necessarily work. Why? Because when you we all have like subtle unconscious biases. So even if I put like a diverse group of people in front of you, if they all have the same credentials, yeah. you naturally are going to be more inclined to hire someone who looks like you. That's one thing that that really struck me, um, even in banking when I was, you know, asking these sort of questions to them because banking is, I would I would argue that banking, maybe diversity reports are slightly better. Yeah. Anyway, just from, from being around, you know, banks and seeing more diverse people of colour. Yeah. Um, I would always ask them this, this sort of questions and they start to say, it's not about diversity, it's about diversity of thought, which is something that we heard yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, which is what you're touching upon, like people with the same credentials, you know, it's not just the color of your skin, but it's also like... The way you think and the yeah. way you approach things. Like, so, you know, my, my way of like hanging out with, or, you know, hanging out with colleagues is like, let's go for like a meal or let's go to the cinema or... Let's just hang, you know, and just talk. But some people, it's like, let's go out for a drink. And that's not like, I don't drink. So it's like, yeah. I can't really vibe with you on that level if yeah. that's your way of kind of doing things. And so it's tough because when a manager is like, oh, I want to hire, you know, someone or take someone else to the next level. Um, and they're thinking, okay, who do I pick? Are they going to pick me? Who kind of just, you know, if I, if I can organize like a cinema thing we do or they're going to pick the person that they go for drinks with every friday um i think like it is a big problem but i think the the, the only way to fix it is for companies to come at it from a completely different approach and just go you know diversity of, to improve diversity within our company it doesn't it can't be a one person yeah thing. Definitely it not. needs to be an entire company kind of you know is working towards like a common goal like at the moment, it just feels like. And defining diversity is such a huge. It's task such a such a huge place. task. Like, oh, yeah, we can't have quarters. We can't have these numbers, and it's like, you know, then they have like scenarios where they have like a token person, mm. and it's like, you know what? If what it feels like is most companies as a whole have one person walking, working towards one destination, and everyone else just kind of trying to keep the company afloat. Yeah, and it's like if you're not all working towards the same same task what's the point you know what i mean if diversity isn't something that's within everyone's mind to discuss about mm. then how 
are you ever going to fix it? Because then you hire someone who's, you know, from the Philippines and you hire someone who's black, but really they never feel comfortable within yeah. your company. It's and retention, so, definitely retention. And, is... and then therefore, I don't really ever want to suggest, you know, your company to, you know, another person who I think would be amazing here. Yeah. But it's like, actually, you know what? There's not enough black people here for you yeah. to really... For me, I think it's... Come. It's literally... Yeah, it's that. It's literally looking above you and seeing someone from the same background yeah. making it that kind of gives you that hope you know yeah, that like, there's a role i can i can actually yeah do this i i think but yeah. i think for that to happen you need to fix the pipeline in the first place exactly there and needs to be enough once yeah and once the pipe you know retain what's in the pipeline for them to progress up and i think that's that's a huge task that yeah it's it's a i mean that that in itself was a massive problem i had at ibm when I left, when I, I was speaking to friends, they're like, are you going to come back? And I was like, you know, like I naturally in any company, you kind of want to progress, but I don't really see anyone like doing something that I want to be doing, you know, or like anyone who's high up enough and they've kind of worked yeah. through IBM to get there. They've yeah. every, everyone who, you know, the one, I think there was like one black person on like the board, like who sat on the board with the general manager. Yeah. And it was like, he got hired in. So it was like, yeah. so how am I going to really work my way up when he yeah. hasn't done it? Like, and he's the one guy there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, wasn't the one. Okay, Sam. So if you can give one advice to someone who was like you, few years ago and aiming to find out what they want to do as a career what what would it be so think about to your first year self fresh out of sixth form fam i was amazing <laughs> getting like, into bath my, my was, london i was lit from day <laughs> talk about. uh i mean just be open um be open to like like any opportunity that arises so i the, the reason i went to bath was i did a summer school in Kemen, so I knew I wanted to go into chemical engineering, but I didn't know where. And I did a summer school, and it happened to be at Bath. I'm like two hours into, it, I called my mom and was like, "Yeah, this is where like I'm gonna study. This is it." Um, so I just think being completely open to, you know, everything, but mostly experiences, like experience things, and kind of go with your gut. But also, mostly the the, the one piece of advice is things will like, p- things will always work out. You know, if you're a driven person, if you're someone who, you know, kind of works hard, you know, and has a resume that speaks for itself, things will always work out. So, for example, like when I was applying on placements, you know, I, I, I had like these lists. I had this this spreadsheet of like 14 companies um, and I'd made my way through and I'd got to like three like final round like assessment centers, as you, you know, and the way like you know, assessment centers work, by the time you've got there, you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm almost at the finish line. I could have a job. Like, I don't, have, I don't have the same sentiment. I feel like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go. Here's the war. Uh, no, no, because <laughs> for me, I, I look at it in a different way. Like, I've passed, like, your test. I've passed your, like, first round interviews. You know, I've jumped through all your hoops. I'm literally there. And, I, like, I had three... And I wouldn't say, like, I blew it, but I just clearly, like, I just wasn't the guy for the job. Like, yeah. I, me and that company just... It didn't just wasn't click. the one. It just didn't click. And I just, I was like, okay, cool. And you just have to go, like, on to the next one. I, I remember, like, it happened. I, I got, like, two, like, rejections at, like, Christmas. Like, like on the, like, um, just after I went back to Bath. 
two days after Christmas Day, and on that day is when I got like two rejections back to back, like one in the morning and then two hours after another one. And I was hurt. I was pissed. Mm, yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? But you know, my mom was like, yeah, you know, things. This happens. Things will always work out, and like I yeah. just needed to, um, yeah, I just needed to sit down and go, okay, cool, on to the next one, and, and, yeah, yeah. and then they did. I think that's that's so. If there's one thing that I learned in my second year when I was doing all this um, applications for some internships, is literally just resilience. Yeah, man. You, you gotta just build gotta... up like a like a tough skin. My my, I remember like a teacher once said something really smart to me. She was like, you know, driving and applying for internships. Especially when you're someone who's smart, that's the first time you're ever gonna experience disappointment. Yeah. Because it's the first time you're really ever gonna feel like you failed at something. Yeah. Um, and most people just aren't used to that. And I think applying uh, applications teach you to just kind of build up yeah. like a tough skin. Sometimes you're good enough for the company. It's just like they're. But on... there's plenty more other people. Yeah, there's just and plenty you, more other people. There's so many variables as well. It's not you. It's not. I don't think it's any something that should be taken personally. Of course, by all means, you know review the way you interview try to improve yeah. the way you give your answers try to add more experience in your cv but i think at the end of the day it's it's like there's so many variables you gotta you might have you an interviewer in a wrong yeah. like having a bad day and just ask you, might, you, you might the just worst not, question you might just be friends with some other guy that he yeah. met earlier on in the day they just there's so many more. variables I, and there's so sometimes it's literally just especially this is why i hate as well in banking they put you in in assessment centers they have to put you in a team um as well and you know do an exercise team exercise and if you just don't if you don't have the right people yeah. and it's you just, don't have the right dynamics it, it just, just doesn't work it just and, doesn't work and you come across just in a just completely weird way and that that could be it that could be the one mark that you needed to get in and they're like nah you just gotta deal with it move on to the next one so sam just to finish off give us an outline of what you envision your your next next moves will be or your career path in the next five to ten years uh, i know it's, it's a bit of an extreme heavy loaded question to finish but kind of like wh- where do you see yourself it's really funny um <laughs> i have a habit of not planning more than a year two years in the future um i mean the next plan is to be a consultant what happens in five years like i don't know i, I mean you know i have i have plans for like my immediate family and kind of helping my mom and brother and, you know, sister, but in terms of, like, a career plan, mm. um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I kind of want to, once I get, like, a graduate job, I think then I'll kind of sit down and kind of plan out that plan, whether or not, like, I want to pursue consulting as a career, like, for the future, or if I want to, you know, develop, like, a startup, you know, if I want to be a CEO, and how, how does that, You can do like, so much. You know, you can do so much, so I, I try not to chain myself yeah. down by having, like, a plan, especially because, most of the time, like life doesn't really ever. It doesn't go to plan. It's good to, go plan. to plan. It's good to plan. Yeah. Just do, just so you know that you know you get the right opportunities and you're kind yes. of slightly prepared. So but I mean, I agree with you and the fact that you should never chain yourself to one thing. And exactly. Be open minded. So I, the you know to kind of finish on like a really good like last note like so George, are you interviewing George? Yeah, I'm interviewing George. George, we were once having a conversation about something. Our friend George um, has a startup at the moment. He has a startup. <laughs> Follow George. Um, <laughs> motive mindset. Um, but me and George were, were, were talking about like life and how to, you know, and how you kind of approach it to do what you need to do. And George said something. He was like, uh, to be honest, it wasn't about life. It was about relationships. 
But <laughs> talking about like relationships and mentoring, but he, he said something that I think you should kind of apply to life in general, which is move with intention. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that like you have a goal that you're working towards, mm-hmm. but you're constantly moving forward. Yeah. You know, like and don't ever compare yourself to someone else, just compare Stay in yourself your lane. Stay to, in your lane. Yeah. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. So yeah. am I getting like if I compare Sam to a year ago? You know, Sam's a lot smarter. He's got like a lot more, you know, experience within the corporate world, within the tech world. But that's what you need to look about. Think about you need to just focus on yourself and bettering yourself and moving with that intention to always constantly try and get better. You know, and it's always like and it's little things like, oh, I want to get better at writing. So, you know, I I write a blog, but you know what? I want to get better at this hobby. So, you know, I like I wanted to learn photography. So I taught myself photography and now you know, I have an entire you page and exactly. portfolio due to it, but just always constantly trying to like move forward and better yourself. So overarching theme is move with intent. Move with intentions. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. It's no been problem. an absolute pleasure as thank always. You. Thank you for having me. Let's go grab lunch. Thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> lunch time. <laughs>got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling check out fycareercalling.com where i can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step if you enjoyed this episode please don't forget to like subscribe and share it with a friend because friends life is too short find what you love